There were plenty of dignitaries down at the Fiesta Bowl. Some William would Byron. be... Yes, Trey, I was going right there. Some would put themselves as dignitaries, but we really needed to yourself. supply the air quotes. Yep, yourself. Uh, you could you could say that. Also, the, the two folks that were on the first-class seats in the flight that I had down with my wife down to the Fiesta Bowl, we could put them in that category as well. They'd like to be referred to themselves as dignitaries, but we'll put the quotes on there just for the sake of entertainment. Uh, maybe there's some at Liberty that want the quotes removed, but there may be plenty more that want the quotes to stay on there because they don't think as fondly of that tenure uh, in Liberty lore, if that's where we want to go with it. But the truth dignitary wasn't William Byron it wasn't people like myself with the quotes it was the man that was on the sideline with a camera from WSLS 10 Eric Johnson who joins us now in the fast lane Eric it's a pleasure to speak with you hope you made it back safely from the Fiesta Bowl overall how would you rate the experience and how the Fiesta Bowl put on a show for so many Liberty Flames fans who made it down for the event I think it was a 10 out of 10, to say the least. Uh, the entire experience from start to finish, uh, the hospitality from the Fiesta Bowl folks, uh, everyone there with open arms. Uh, I, I know we were towards, you know, in, in the mountain time range, but it felt like some southern hospitality that kind of spread out that way. I don't know if we, we took it with us when we were on the plane, but um, it, it felt great. That was a very good event, and I think you summed it up quite well how the Fiesta Bowl handled this. Even Liberty themselves. We'll get to the on-field results because uh, I think fans can wait to hear about that part. But right. the, 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 the lead-up to it, what does it say about Liberty as a program that this is an Oregon team that had their – Liberty got Oregon's attention in the entire week leading up to the game to the point where Oregon's players knew they had to be locked in and therefore they were willing to put that effort forth for a Liberty team that they knew could be more than game if they weren't? Right. I think Oregon was, was fired up for this one uh, in talking with a lot of the players leading up to the game. They had a lot of different motivations in terms of wanting to finish their season off right, but also they felt like they needed to prove a point and to the point where they felt like they had to show people they truly belonged and they truly were just a couple of points away from playing for you know a CFP spot in the semifinal or perhaps even the final. So they had a lot of chips on their shoulders. Uh, and then that, you know, obviously that first quarter when we went through that, I think that was a true wake-up call. Like, hey, this truly isn't a pushover team in Liberty. We got to go out and fight. We got to go out and really show them that who they're messing with here. Um, and, and, of course, as you said, the results spoke for themselves. But I think they, they went into this one not overlooking Liberty. There was a true respect and there was a true honor, from, especially from Coach Lanning and talking with him for what Coach Chatwell and for what the Flames as a collective have done in a very short amount of time. We're chatting with Eric Johnson, E10 Sports. It's a great uh, handle, by the way, on Twitter. <laughs> I appreciate to keep that. up with Eric Johnson. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's, you sound like a. I mean, we mentioned you as a dignitary. You sound like a, a hip hop artist right now. It's that's very <laughs> impressive. If I had lyrics, I would drop them, but I, I don't. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna stay in my lane. You're probably <laughs> smarter than I am. I would try them, and it would sound really bad. So you're taking the the wise road for it. Uh, but but all the build up in the lead up to the event um for, from the experience itself and everything the fiesta bowl did for liberty fans and the fact that flames fans got to go to this um how much does this also show for liberty what it's like that if you get behind your program this is the type of experience you can enjoy i think this was the the best example that we could have seen for a program that wasn't even really known out that way but they got on the map 
that they felt like they deserved it. They earned this right and this responsibility to to take on such a game, such a big bowl game. I think it's uh, shown a whole lot of other similar sized programs. You truly can believe and you truly can get there if you put the work in. And coupled with the fact that looking up into the stands uh, just as the game was starting, the Liberty folks were definitely in place before Oregon was. Granted, maybe the Ducks fans feel like, oh, we kind of been there, done that kind of syndrome. But Liberty, I'm really uh, excited. I was really excited and proud to see the fanfare, see how they showed up, see how pumped they were to be there, to fill that lower bowl section of State Farm Stadium. That was a sight to see um, just just at the start. So I think this is really – you know, put a lot of energy and, and, and lit a flame, no pun intended, to, to a lot of other programs out there that, hey, if we rally behind a program and get behind them immediately, they'll take us far. Is this the type of thing as well? You mentioned the attendance. Let, let's call a spade a spade. It was one of the lower attendance, uh, lower attended bowls. Is that something right. that worries you about the perception of Liberty, Eric? Or is this the type of thing that, let, let's call it what it is, this is a Liberty program that's new to this area, and while well, they've had a lot of success and we've documented it, it's not as big nationally, and you combine that with an Oregon team whose goals were to make the college football playoff, and they fell up short of that, that that was inevitably going to be a reality. Right. I, I think it was a reality, and it's a it's a reminder that as long as we've been covering the Flames and gone through this transition of not only coaches but their FBS transition and getting to bowl games, it was a reminder that it's still early. You know, Liberty's still sort of a, a baby, so to speak, in terms of years in this game of, of, of uh, what I like to call big boy football, so to speak, with bowl games and such. Um, so it, it's still early in terms of getting the fans on, on board and such. But I, I, did, I did like the turnout. We did see, at least initially, in their first ever New Year's Six Bowl, like you mentioned, Oregon had, you know, bigger expectations for the season. So perhaps their fans uh, were lower in number because of they wanted to see them in a, a different light, a different spotlight. Of course, they, they had, a, you know, a good way to travel too. Um, but I, I think it's a start. At the least, it's a start for Flames fans to get excited and just to uh, continue to support a program that they're going to keep trying. And as Coach Chadwell said, they want to get back. They want to be back um, and hopefully give more respect even to their own conference itself. Now to the game itself with Eric Johnson of WSLS 10, uh, E10 Sports on Twitter. And we just say that in case, you know, this is hard for Flames fans to hear. And this is where they want to check out for a moment and then rejoin the fast lane momentarily. We can understand that. Uh, but in reality, they shouldn't because, as we mentioned, Eric, this is a Liberty team that had Oregon's respect and attention. Did you kind of get that sense before, during, and even after the game that Oregon knew they had to bring their best effort? And that's a testament to what Liberty had done all season. Yeah, I, I totally had that feel. I posed that question to a lot of the Oregon players during media day. This is a, a stingy defensive backfield that, you know, top in the nation in terms of interceptions, leading rushing attack. How do you not over you know overlook this team, and how do you not – Try to you know make sure you go in and and you you perform to your highest level. They they were locked in. Um, whatever motivations there were, they they had it going on. They wanted to take this seriously. They wanted to prove a point. Whether they wanted to give you know Bo his his last few TDs in his final game, that was a whole another aspect of it too. Um, I so I feel like the respect level truly was there. And I kind of likened it to I know during the pregame right during the anthem we had the fireworks go off. It was a little hazy in there. 
And uh, I kind of likened that to the play on the field a bit. It, it took Oregon a while to wake up, but once the haze cleared out, they began to see clearly, and, uh, and, and they started you know, getting to work for sure. The only part that really, um, I don't know if you would say rubs me the wrong way, that's, that's a little bit harsh, but it gives me a chuckle, is when I hear Liberty Flames fans bemoaning the officiating. Eric, it was not the most finely officiated game, and there were certain things like the interception that was upheld by Oregon where, you know, I was right in front of it. I don't know if you were there as well, where it clearly looked like the ball hit the ground. But right. even if Liberty gets that call in their direction, they go in and score, at no point did it really show they could stop Oregon, and I don't think that was going to change at all throughout the game. But the idea that the officiating somehow cost Liberty this game, am I off base in saying that's a little bit extreme because Oregon was that much better and Liberty may have hung around longer, but the outcome when it's a 45-6 to game, a 39-point margin, there ain't no one officiating call or a couple of calls that were going to change things. No, I totally agree. I mean, the margin of victory there, there's no way you can think uh, an officiating crew kind of tilted that in any way. I, I mean, you got to call it like you see it. That was a better team. They were bigger. They were stronger. Uh, and Liberty knew it. They were faster. They were longer. And that was going to be the challenge. And, and it just shows that they saw the challenge on the field. Does it sting a little bit? Of course, you know, with the, with the calls going the other way. Um, obviously, with replay and everything like that. Um, you know, we, we want to see things be, being done the right way. But in the in the grand scheme of things, yeah, they could have hung around perhaps a little better, a little more. But I, I think we, we almost kind of knew uh, the result that was coming. Didn't expect it to be quite this big of a margin of victory, but we expected Oregon to, to perhaps come out on top of this thing as they did. And ultimately, Oregon did, and they proved to be the far superior team as we're looking back on the Fiesta Bowl with Eric Johnson of WSLS NBC10, and he's joining us here in the fast lane. Eric, uh, you know the unfortunate part for Liberty is after the game, uh, 24 hours later, you get word that quarterback Caden Salter enters the transfer portal. Um, your overall impressions on that decision from Caden Salter and whether that caught you off guard or something that in hindsight maybe you should have seen coming? Uh, I thought that it was a matter of when and not if uh, Salter would enter the portal. Honestly, I thought maybe after next season. Um, but, you know, as, as the old saying goes, you strike when the iron's hot, right? So you, you, you kind of go out on top of this thing uh, in terms of leaving this program and, and looking towards heading to another one. Um, wasn't surprised by it, but, again, I, I thought he'd give – at least this coaching staff and these, this group of players, uh, just one more season of, of you know his talent, and his um, his expertise that he's grown into there on the field. But uh, with that, I think uh, you know Liberty. I think they're still heading in the right direction. I, I think there's a lot of people that that'll believe in, in Coach Chatwell that are in the portal or those even coming up in terms of you know just recruiting out of high school. But a uh, bit shocking bit shocking on the timing but not the fact that it that it did come no I mean I'm not either I kind of looked at this as well as the reality of the supply and demand part and we'll kind of get into this more tomorrow in the fast lane but inevitably you're looking at Liberty Flames football as a spot where a lot of players realize they can go to grow themselves but it may not be their final destination Uh, overall though is this, I mean, in the short term, obviously it stings to lose Caden Salter to Auburn or Ohio State or right. M- Memphis or, excuse me, not Memphis, but Miami or USC or wherever he ends up winding up, uh, as people speculate. 
But is there something to be said as well for the fact that you've got a coaching staff in place, and granted, you're paid $4 million to figure these things out, but you have a head coach in place that he knows how to get the most out of a quarterback, especially when Salter wasn't a guy that Jamie Chowell recruited. He had to take him on the fly and help him mesh with the system, and he was clearly able to do that with a a season getting Liberty to the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I think that's the exciting part, right? I I think after last season, we knew who Salter was, but was he the was he the glue guy? I think that was the big question, especially with a new staff coming in, especially after what Liberty put up last season. And then next thing you know, he comes in this year, takes over the reins, and and really just shows out in this offensive scheme um, in a very short amount of time. Again, a lot of the players stressed that to me. This is you know something that they just picked up within a matter of uh, you know a little less than a calendar year in terms of a new offense, new scheme, new coaches, and everything. So I, I think that for that part of it. Is truly remarkable. Just that just shows his ability to adapt and to pick up things quickly. As for Liberty as a whole, I think that too says a lot about Chatwell, and I think that's what, in the long run, will earn him a lot of respect in terms of getting uh, other guys in at that position and other positions in terms of coming to Liberty and uh, playing on the mountain. Inevitably, that's the case for for Liberty Flames fans. And Eric, we'll, we'll wrap up with this thought right now. But in spite of the loss of Caden Salter for Liberty. How much should Flames fans appreciate what Salter did as being part of this season and ultimately look back on the fact that he at least stuck around for the bowl game to get Liberty into this spot? And, you know, I mean, he could have bailed on the portal as soon as the New Mexico State game happened. And we know how the committees have viewed teams without their starting quarterback. He never did that. In fact, he played in the game when he could have stepped out to avoid risking injury and ultimately gave Liberty fans a lot of memories that they can still cherish. Yeah, I think that's how you walk away from this one, appreciative and thankful for, uh, at the least, his integrity and loyalty to the brand throughout the season and throughout his time, really, uh, in Lynchburg. There's no way you could you could be upset with a, a young man that wants to better himself, even if it's elsewhere, because he's brought so much success already here uh, to Liberty and to the program. And really, he's he's been a, a big guy that brought the eyes to the program over the past year as well. So, uh, the foundation obviously was laid with the last regime and another quarterback that, that was a big name at the time, too. But, uh, you know, helping carrying that forward, I think Salter was the, was the guy that, that truly did that. And uh, there's no – there's no can't be any ill will. There's no way. There's no way. It's got to be a lot of love. It's got to be a lot of respect. Again, especially for a program kind of new to this, this uh, big boy football thing, as we talked about, and trying to continue to earn that national recognition and that national respect for years down the road. Eric Johnson with us here in the Fast Lane. Eric, a pleasure to speak with you. Hopefully you got to make some wonderful memories as we did down in uh, Arizona for the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, look forward to chatting about those and certainly plenty more basketball stories as we hopefully can reconnect in the next couple weeks. Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. It was an awesome time out there. Great people, great food, uh, great atmosphere for sure. Eric Johnson with us here in the Fast Lane. When we return, we will get into the weeds on some Liberty Nuggets from this game, including, (laughs) yes, the point we brought up, the officiating, and other what-ifs for Liberty. After this in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.